0: Hi, this is Adina, here with today's episode of Wonder Your Way to Brilliant, podcast show of courage to be curious. This entire year of 2020 is dedicated to exploring and asking productively curious questions. Honestly, there is no simpler or better tool to facilitate positive change in our lives, relationships, and in our workplaces, than learning to ask and answer more productively curious questions. So let's dive right in to today's question and today's full episode. Today's question, or should I say questions, come from our love deck because this is the season of Valentine's Day. It was interesting because when I was creating the card deck, love with the courage to be curious or even thinking about it, I was challenged by the fact of how do I construct this deck Is this for intimate partners? Is it for intimate partners who are trying to improve their relationship? Is it for people who want to have a relationship and aren't quite in one yet? Is it for, it just left so many questions. And I almost threw the whole idea of a love deck out the window. Fortunately, the grace of a good friend swooped in and really helped me to put a frame around the love with the courage to be curious card deck that I think came out so beautifully. And the solution she came up with or that she proposed really speaks very much to how this episode is going to go today. Because this season of Valentine's Day can feel really, some of us just ignore it. Some of us are all excited about it. And then there's a big cohort in the middle of people who perhaps want to be excited about it or want to be in the flow of it, but it ends up feeling falling short or feeling like I don't really know what to do with it. So here's my thought is the whole purpose of the love with the courage to be curious card deck was to promote a sense of love and caring that really felt good. So let's take all the stuff and all the complications that might come with us being around Valentine's Day and let's toss them out the window and instead focus on two really productively curious questions that we can focus on this weekend and all throughout our lives. So the way the deck, the Love with the Courage to be Curious deck, is designed is that the first half of the cards are questions that really help to cultivate and promote a sense of self-love. The second half of the deck are questions that help to promote our caring well for someone else that, that we Care for that's meaningful to us. That could be a child, it could be a friend, it could be a partner or spouse, it could be a parent, it could be anybody else that we care about. How do we love them and care for them well? And that was the purpose of the questions in the second half of the deck. Makes them very universal for us. And, you know, this is a time of love, or at least we bring a spotlight to a time of love. And so We are filled with ways, and we're going to hear about them in this episode, to just care for ourselves and care for other people really well. What you'll notice in the card deck, for those of you who have them or those of you who might get them, is that there are often parallel questions in terms of how do we love ourselves well and how can we care for someone else well. So today's question on the self-love side is, how can I clean up my own self-talk to match the way I would talk to someone that I love? So I'm going to stay with this question for a few moments and really talk about this because I don't think it's a mystery to any of us that we can be hard on ourselves at times, right? We can talk really harshly to ourselves. We can call ourselves idiots. We can berate ourselves for messing up. We could berate ourselves for not being as good at something as someone else or for not looking a certain way, not performing a certain way, not having certain things. and To quote the words of one of my favorite teachers, Marianne Williamson, we can be just downright ruthless with ourselves. And if we actually played the recording of what we sometimes say in our head to ourselves out loud and imagined saying that to or about someone else, we would be horrified, right? We would never talk to somebody that way. We would never... Criticize their body with that level of detail, or maybe put them down in the ways that we do. So, the invitation in this first question is How can I clean up my own self talk to match the way I would talk to someone that I love? So, not even just someone, another person, but like someone that I love. Like, how could I talk to myself like I were someone that I love? And in my years of using this question with people, my experience is that that could be a really big ask. Like not even to just speak nicely. It doesn't say to speak nicely. It says speak as though you're speaking to someone that you truly love, which means that it's, wow, we have to think of ourselves as someone that we cherish, someone that we really love. And how would we do that? So let's ask ourselves, you know, would we do that with sweetness? Would we do it with generosity? Would we do it with kindness? Would we do it with something that felt heartfelt? What would it be if we were talking to someone that we really loved and what would be the kind of talk that would show them that and then how could we turn that on ourselves would we be willing to acknowledge ourselves for the goodness that we are would we be willing to acknowledge ourselves for the kind hearts that we have would be be willing to be very very generous with ourselves if we made a mistake And say what we might say to someone we cared about. Like, it's really not a big deal. It's okay. Like, nothing terrible is going to happen. Or, you know what? You really did the best you could and it's totally fine. Or, you know what? Maybe that mistake is the best thing that ever happened to you. As I say it aloud, you could probably hear it as though that were the way you might talk to somebody else. But how frequently do we talk to ourselves that way? So, as you're going about your day, your week, I invite you to get curious about what would the language sound like if your self-talk were actually designed and, and structured as though you truly, really loved and cared about and wanted to be generous with yourself. So one of the things you might do in exploring that is you might actually sit down and write some of it out. And if it's helpful, you could imagine that you were saying it to somebody else. And then after you finish writing it as though you're saying it to somebody else, you could take out their name and insert your name. And just experiment with how that feels. Experiment with what it feels to talk to yourself in nice ways. And I want to address the issue of You know, this often comes up like, well, is it selfish or is it self-promoting or is it bringing too much attention to myself? Is it somehow not Judeo-Christian appropriate to talk to myself in those kinds of loving and generous ways that those things are usually reserved for other people? And I want to say I don't believe in any of that. I believe that the more generously and the more lovingly we interact with and engage with ourselves, it's almost like that's what fills up our paint can. And if our paint can is filled with loving, warm-hearted thoughts and comments, then that's what we dip our brush into to paint the world. And we can be more loving to others and others of all varieties, not just those who are really special to us, when our paint can, our own self, is filled with love, and so I would like to think as much as many of us are out there looking for love from other people—we're looking for a partner or a spouse or children or friends or people on social media to fill up the void that we have with for love to feel loved. Then so let's begin with ourselves. Let's be our own cup filler first. And pave the way for others and then see what happens from that place so the second question in the deck is how can I speak to the person I care about in a kinder and more loving way so you can see how these questions are related and the reason the self-love cards come in the deck in front of the cards that are about caring for someone else is that we generally do a much better job of being loving and kind to other people, as I just said, when we're filled up with that. So that's why they come second. One of the reasons this question is in here is that sometimes, and those of you who are parents, you will know this from your firsthand experience, that sometimes the people we're most comfortable with So if we're a child, that could be our parents. If we're partnered, that could be with our partner. If we're kids, you know, if we have kids at home, it's how they might be with us. Sometimes when we're really comfortable with someone, when we feel so secure in the relationship that we can kind of let things go. It's almost like letting your hair down. And then we don't really think about how are we speaking to this other person. Are we speaking to them as though they're someone that I love, or are we speaking to them without a lot of thought or consciousness about what comes out of our mouths? And, you know, this can happen, I mean, so quickly and so easily. You know, someone's at home preparing dinner, and somebody comes in, and instead of acknowledging the hard work that's going on in the making of dinner or whatever, they can say, oh, I thought we were going to order Chinese food tonight, right? Instead of like, oh, wow, you've been cooking. Just a little example. Or someone makes an effort to go out and buy something that was on your shopping list of things that you needed, but it wasn't exactly the right thing. Do we acknowledge the effort or do we just immediately comment on the fact that it wasn't the right thing? Or maybe it's someone even at work that we're meant to be caring about and they're working on a project and they come to show us how often does our mind or our eye immediately go to the thing that maybe isn't exactly the way we thought it would be or wanted it to be before acknowledging all of the effort and creativity and intellect and experience that went into the things that did match or, you know, were well done. What about our partners? You know, do we find the little nitpicky things that drive us crazy or do we acknowledge the many things that we've just gotten used to over time that they do that really show that they care? If we go back to that metaphor of the paint can, we paint the world with whatever paint color is inside the can. We can't paint the world with anything else. So if we want to paint the world with love, we have to fill it, right? But someone else's can. So we're responsible for part of what goes into those paint cans as well. What do we wanna pour in there? Do we wanna pour in criticism? Do we wanna pour in negativity? Do we wanna pour in the output of our exhaustion? Or do we wanna output and pour into their can kindness and love and generosity and acknowledgement? And all of those things so in this season of love the invitation through this podcast is to take on these two questions how can I clean up my own self-talk to match the way I would talk to someone I love and how can I speak to the person I care about in a kinder and more loving way thank you for tuning in to today's episode if you want to experience the full game-changing potential of the questions we explore, be sure to add your name to our mailing list at www.courage2becurious.com. Our subscribers receive weekly notification of the podcast along with specific tools for using these questions on a daily and weekly basis to create positive and powerful impact. As always, the questions we explore on the podcast can be found in our Live, Lead, and Love with the Courage to be Curious card decks that are available at live, lead, love, And if you're interested in harnessing the power of productive curiosity for your company or organization, contact us about scheduling a professional development experience. In the meantime, keep wondering your way to brilliant.